0: Hello, hello. This is Mixtape Identity. I'm your host Shane. Thank you so much for joining me. This is episode 40 and my guest this week is Rob Maiden. Yes, thank you so much for joining me for the 40th case of Mixtape Identity. Good to be back. Good to have a little bit of time off as well. A chance to recharge the batteries chance to reflect on year one of mixtape identity as well so we're into the second year of the podcast um so yeah it's, it's been lovely I'm, I'm very grateful to everyone i've talked about it extensively on my instagram so i'm not going to take up any more time on that right now but just know i am very grateful my guest this week is rob maiden um, i've been a fan of rob for a long time actually so back in his uh brett domino days um always a favorite when he's, on, when he's on the tv um but yeah back on the youtube days where it was just michael jackson covers on a stylophone um i've been obsessed ever since found him more recently through Deft music which is a really really interesting and exciting music project that he's doing and um, i i absolutely love it and I'll, we'll talk about more more about that at the end so yeah, an awful lot of fun this this playlist. Um, very uh, funky, uh, a lot of punk influences as well. Uh, a lot of fun stuff. So it's a it's a lovely chat. Very chilled, very laid back, but um, very insightful, and very funny. So I hope you enjoy it. Um, I'll be back at the end of the show, but for now we'll get into episode forty of Mixtape Identity with Rob Maiden. <laughs> How often do you actually listen to music at the moment?
1: Um, not that much in a minute because I'm I'm filming, mm-hmm. uh, sort of in the daytime, right. and then when I get home I'm shattered, so I just put a bit of telly on and go to sleep. But usually, I listen to music quite a lot. Okay. Um, unless I'm, again, unless I'm making music, is you know unless I've got work that mm-hmm. involves making music, which that, it's hard to listen to music while you're doing that. But any of, other yeah. situation, yeah. I tend to listen to music okay. as a default, all the time.
0: <laughs> and when you listen to music, do you tend to go for albums or do you listen to playlists or what's the usual um, method of consumption? Generally
1: albums. Yeah. But I do sometimes stick on uh, Spotify, you know, let the algorithm decide, mm-hmm. give it a track to kick off with and uh, see where it goes, which is, okay. I hate Spotify, but I also love it. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's a tricky one.
0: Yeah, a very much a love hit relationship with Spotify on this
1: yeah. on this show it's sure. Is great. Yeah, because it, it's got everything. Yeah, and it is very clever. Yeah, and I've discovered new music through doing that, which is mm-hmm. great. But yeah. Um, yeah, it doesn't pay that great, does it?
0: No, no. It's an it's an evil conglomerate, but yeah, it's. But they've uh, really nailed it. It's good. Tablet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like I'm, I'm very, very anti Amazon as well, but yeah. I have Amazon Prime and it works really well. Well, exactly. Since Maplin, yeah. what,
1: it's the only place you can get um, XR leads at a short notice. <laughs> I'm <That's> exactly.
0: And <laughs> uh, when you listen to music, then do you do you try and find new music, or do you go back to old familiar?
1: Um, I don't try to find new music that much. Mm-hmm. Um especially these days I've become quite lazy and I like to I just get overwhelmed because there's so much stuff isn't there so much music all the time yeah but and yeah and you you think I've been alive 36 years now and the albums that I used to listen to when I was 15 or whatever that I've probably not listened to since where I just sort of think why not start again on those albums and you know rather than try and find new stuff revisit old stuff
0: fair enough yeah um yeah it makes sense there's a there's a there's a song on your list which will obviously we'll come back to but um very much fits into that category for me so we'll uh yeah okay. we'll come back to that um so what was the first music that you bought or owned
1: um the first music i think the first music the first song that i bought was the beatles Magical mystery door because we were okay. in a school assembly in year like four, uh, uh-huh. which seems mad now because it's yeah. about drugs. Um, but we painted a big cardboard bus and made it about going on a virtual <laughs> mystery tour. Um, so that was quite exciting. I, m- I remember going out and buying the album in order uh-huh. to learn the song to, to sing it in assembly. Right, uh, okay. But I think the first music. The first album that i bought because i want because i heard it and i liked it and i wanted to listen to it was blur okay um the great escape right okay all right nineteen ninety-five or something was it nice oh, i couldn't tell you it it's was around a, a time because i remember i was it was a, a similar yeah age, like primary school sort of age
0: okay perfect that's quite a cool answer I don't think we get a lot of those. Like, there's usually like a... I think so. I think Blur is quite... It's like of its time, but it's not like... It's not yeah. super embarrassing. Do you know what I
1: mean? Like, it could like, be worse.
0: Yeah, like the first the first song that I spent money on was uh, Will Young's Evergreen. Wow. So... The single? Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. And that's, I mean, the second... I can tell you the second piece of music I bought, and that was uh, Boom 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 by the Out Here Brothers. <laughs> There it is. <laughs> so it swings and roundabouts, is not it? Yeah,
0: absolutely. <laughs> uh, all right, perfect. And um, I like to ask about live music. So what's the, like, what's the
1: best live show, or the best live performance you've seen? Um, it's probably Prince. I went to see Prince. Um, you know, when he did the, it must've been a few years before he died. He, uh-huh. um, he did the, the tour where he sort of announced where he was playing on the day. Or, like, in a, oh, yeah, like in or something. In run tour, I think it was called. Um, right. and I managed to, I was just stalking him on Twitter for like two days just to find right, him. Yeah. Um, and he announced that he was playing at Manchester O2 Academy. Uh-huh. So, me and my friend Steve got on the train down and queued up. For, I think we queued up for like three hours. Um, Jesus, and then got tickets on the door. And it was, I just saw Prince in the the O2 Academy wow. a venue that I had just one week prior to that seen Limp Biscuit on the very same stage would you believe so what a Six week of that words. was yeah wow but it was yeah it was amazing it was a, it was a one of the best if not the best mm.
0: okay perfect alright excellent so we've we got a bit of uh, a bit of prints on the list as well so again we'll, we'll come back to it but that's great um all right, so we'll get into the list. The The first song on the list is a song that you fell in love with straight away. So you've gone for Phantom by Justice.
1: Yes. I can't remember. What, I think it was the first, it was the only one I could sort of have a clear memory of where I was when I heard it. Uh-huh. And that was in Hudson's, which is a record shop in Chesterfield. Right. Not even what? a record shop, a CD shop. Um, wow, well, okay. In whenever it was, whenever it came out, two thousand seven or something, Um, and it was on the hi-fi in the shop. Yeah, I just I I couldn't work out how they were making the sounds that they were (laughs) that they were making. It's so much like distortion and sort of weird sense that I uh, Mm. I think I I must have heard because I knew it was just I just I must have heard them before. That was the first time I sort of thought they what. On earth are these people doing, mm. doing mm. that? and I since realized that it's just a essentially a remix of a goblin track do you know goblin I don't know they were a Italian sort of prog rock band who did a lot of soundtracks to horror films in the 70s wow okay. so it's um <clears throat> that whole that track is a I think it's a film called tenebrae and wow. um, it's the soundtrack to that film that is is very similar to the Justice version. They've just sort of beefed it up and, and chopped it up, and but that main sort of synth hook is just lifted from the Goblin uh, track from a horror film. Uh, yeah. Wow. Though okay. so it's uh, which I watched not long ago. Actually, it's uh, a very good film. Excellent. Okay. And great soundtrack. Yeah.
0: Okay. I don't like. I don't think I ever would have guessed that. That's from like the, the hook is taken from a horror film from the seventies. I don't know why I would. Yeah, I mean, they did. They, they, that, they did
1: a lot of um. I can't remember what else. They did a lot of like George Romero films and Dario Argento and stuff. Right. Okay. The weird sort of prog rock soundtracks. Okay. I think I think that was something. Maybe it was a right. Okay. But, All right. Um, yeah.
0: Excellent. All right. Song two then is a song that took you a while. So your song is Supper's Ready by Genesis. That's,
1: yes. Took me a while because it is 25 minutes long. It took me at least 25 minutes to get into that one. (laughs) Uh, But it did, it took even longer because uh, I didn't like it when I first heard it. Right. I didn't like Genesis at all when I first heard him. Are you a big fan of Genesis?
0: No, I, like I've not really listened to.
1: I, I don't like any Genesis.
0: I've heard like some of the big hits, but yeah, beyond that, um, I actually find this song really surprising.
1: Mm. In a good way.
0: Yeah, well, I just didn't. Um, I think like there's a lot of a lot of songs, a lot of bands that I've sort of written off as like, I don't know, uh, your dad's music. Like really, sort of like not cool. Yeah, I think Genesis are are like. Oh, they're not. They're a bit of a, a punchline yeah. in quite a lot of, in like in quite yeah. a lot of pop culture and stuff. So I think this is quite um, experimental and weird, and like just there's just a lot to it that I I didn't expect of Genesis just based on what I mm.
1: knew about them from.
0: Well, it's based on very little, to be honest. But, yeah, but yeah,
1: from the are you for more familiar with the sort of more poppy Phil Collinsy
0: yeah exactly yeah, Exactly. Yeah. some
1: of the bigger hits well my funny you should mention that it's dad music uh-huh. There's, the reason I got into them was because my dad when I was about I don't know old, I was 17 or something for my uh, birthday he gave me the first five Genesis albums on CD
0: right okay reason,
1: I think they must have been in a uh, some kind of deal on um, <laughs> but he got me them and I think because it because he gave me I'd never heard him. Uh-huh. uh because he gave me all five cds at once yes and all the songs are like 20 minutes long whatever yeah, it's just overwhelming it was, it was too much right. to take in yeah so i sort of didn't know where to start I put a few tracks on and was like oh this is weird uh and a bit sort of dad mm. so i sort of abandoned it for i think i abandoned it for like a couple of years and then some reason came back to it but yeah. this was the the Super strategy was the the breakthrough the one that I listened to and thought, actually, this is great. Um, I don't know why. I think because it has a sort of it's basically seven songs, yeah. On, and yeah. there's a a sort of quite a poppy section in the middle where it goes really weird and almost sort of uh, was very cheesy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And sort of the, and that sort of grabbed me, and so I went back to it and listened to all five albums. Uh-huh. And eventually, I uh, took a shine to them, and they're now one of my favourite bands. Amazing. Um, and I would recommend anyone who sort of disregards them to give them a chance. Mm. Give the lads a chance, because <laughs> they've got some great tunes. And, yeah, okay. and it is ridiculous. It's stupid, and very self-indulgent, and uh, but that's part of the that's part of the charm.
0: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I think one of the one of the benefits of doing this show is like, um, like when you send me a list, I uh, I said to you before, you know, I like to get at least a week in because mm-hmm. I try to listen to these songs like at least sort of six or seven times to get used to them, so I know what I'm talking about when it comes oh, well, to, like a, to doing the show. Because um, work
1: with.
0: Well, yeah, yeah. Um, but the but the reason for that is because I know very little about music. Like I've I've listened to you know very very small sort of bubble of uh of my music the music that i like so i kind of have to listen to these songs to to get used to them mm-hmm. so that's one of the benefits is that you know a song like this a band like genesis if someone puts it on the list then i'm kind of forced to listen to it yeah. and then Again, over time start to appreciate it because it does i think it, this song definitely takes a few lessons because yeah. it's a it is very strange initially um but yeah like i think that's it's it's definitely a good thing especially if there's a a firm recommendation to just sort of stick with something until until you get it but um, yeah I don't know what it is about I have a similar thing with my dad where he uh, he is a big Bruce Springsteen nut mm. and you know for, for a long long time really pushed to get me to listen to Bruce Springsteen and I think the fact that he was pushing so much and uh, as you say the fact he was giving me so much to listen to I was like, I don't have time to listen to nine Bruce Springsteen albums, so I'm not gonna yeah. listen to any of it. Um and it's only really very recently they've come around to the idea that maybe, you know, a lot of people like Bruce Springsteen because he's a, a, a very good artist. <laughs> um but um, so yeah, like I don't know, it's it's just that sort of uh it's just when I was a teenager, right? It's just that kind of like I know everything and my dad's stupid.
1: Yeah, and it's, it's overwhelming when you've got a whole, yeah, art, a catalogue of you know however many years this artist's been making music. Yeah, where do you start? And you know, who do you, try yeah, to know where to, where to start?
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, all right, perfect. So, song three, then it's a song from your introduction to music. So we've touched on this already, but um, so you've, you've gone with Country House yes. by Blur, yes,
1: because that was on the Great uh, Escape the first album as I mentioned sure. um, The part, another reason why I chose this specific song because as I was compiling this list I suddenly remembered that um, for some reason when I was however old I was maybe like I don't know, it came out in I was probably like 8 or 9 right. I applied to go on Stars in Their Eyes to sing country house
0: okay.
1: uh, presumably as Damon Albarn um, right. a sort of nine year old version of him I guess sure. I don't know what I was thinking um, but that's what I did I have a, quite a vivid memory of getting the for- applying for the forms and filling in the forms and seeing that it said uh, minimum age 16 <laughs> and thinking well let's just you know once they see what I've got I think they might bend these rules Um. <laughs> Was you mad? Because I couldn't still can't sing. Um, certainly didn't sound anything like Damon Albarn. I my voice unbroken. Um, but yeah, that's that's what happened. I have a very strong memory of that. <laughs> Never heard back from him.
0: No. Okay. Yeah, sadly. All right. <laughs> you
1: could try again. I could try again. Then, Maybe now's the
0: time. Yeah, they'll bring that back. Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, I don't know why. My mum didn't stop me. Maybe she tried.
0: I don't know. I think that's maybe one of those things that you sort of just let it play out. Yeah. Like, he'll, he'll work it out. He'll work, he'll work it Obviously, out. Obviously, he's not going to get any
1: further.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's brilliant. All right. And, like, with the. I know when I said it's quite a cool choice. I mean,. Didn't seem to be fully on board with it. So, I mean, do you still listen to Blur and
1: Eye? or how do you? Feel oh yeah, about I there's uh, there sort of I grew up with them, and they, I feel like their their style of music grew and sort of evolved with yeah. my tastes. Which, okay. Yeah. Which is quite sort of handy. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I don't listen so much. I don't listen to uh, the Great Escape as much as I used to. Right. Um, Because it is very, I think it was quite a divisive album because it was, I think a lot of people said it was sort of overproduced. Okay. Um, Because it's all big, you know, there's horn sections and uh, orchestras and... Yeah, sure. Loads of stuff going on and sort of, I don't know whether I don't know. But I, whenever people say, oh, it's overproduced, uh, that's when I go well let me have a listen to that because I love overproduced stuff overproduced <laughs> in, in inverted comments yeah I don't know why I think I just you know you can never produce something too much in my eyes sure stick a yeah. section on stick an orchestra on stick a choir on not not always you know, it doesn't always work but I like to see people's attempts
0: Right, okay. And
1: sort of how they've formed a, you know, track. Sure. To its, you know, as big as it can be. Yeah. Like, do you do you know the Polyphonic Spree? Yeah. The, um, for a while I was really into the, Fra- uh, is it Fragile Army album? Another one where, oh, no, where sure. uh, a lot of people say, so sort of, oh, it's just overproduced. There's too much going on. Right. I love it.
0: Fair enough. Does that does that feed into your own music then? Do you think like the yes, like more is more.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah, probably, and I think you can you get away with it a bit more when you're doing um sort of comedy music, right? You know, but I, I, I try not to. I, in in my older age, I've sort of got to a point where I think yeah, maybe I don't need to keep adding stuff on top of this mm. because a lot of the best songs are very very simple. Right,
0: yeah. There's room for everyone at the table. Can yeah, have all sorts of different things. Yeah.
1: Also, I don't have um, access to orchestras and uh, horn sections. Right. Um. So I don't. I don't actually have that much opportunity to. To overproduce in that sense.
0: Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay. <laughs> um. <laughs> maybe maybe that's why they did. Maybe maybe that's why Blur did. Go in that direction. They're just like, oh, fully, we, yeah. They, we I can mean, have it now. So. It was the,
1: I think it was the good. album after part, uh, yeah, after part life. Right. So they obviously uh a shitload of money off that and thought, yeah. well, yeah. I'll spend it in the uh, in Abbey Road studios and get everyone in. Yeah, absolutely. And I was like,
0: yeah, okay, perfect. Uh, song four then is a the song that makes you happy. So you've gone for All My Best Friends Are Metalheads. Yeah. By Less than Jake.
1: You know are you familiar with Less than Jake? This song?
0: So this is this is kind of what I was talking about earlier as a band and kind of a genre that I really didn't give a lot of time to yeah. when I was younger. Um and I think this song has probably turned me around actually. Is
1: it? Yeah. It's uh so. yeah, it's it's one of those where I can't imagine anybody listening to it and not feeling happy, yeah unless you, I unless you don't like scar music, which is a fair chunk of the population i would say
0: <laughs> yeah yeah, that would do it but,
1: but it yeah it it reminds me of being a teenager i think mm. and um just because uh, I used to play in a big we didn't actually used to play this song, which they think about it but i used to play in a big 15 piece band with on right. and um, we we used to play Well, we mainly played like sort of soul r&b stuff okay. that's how we advertised ourselves but it was a very rough around the edges and sort of we played everything party right. loud or far too fast um, and we played ended up playing a lot of pop punk stuff as well right okay so sort of so it reminds me of that era mm. um it's just
0: a great tune. Yeah. Yeah. I think this is one of those songs that um I think on the face of it, I think the first couple of times I listened to it I was sort of in the mindset that this is a song where there's too much going on <laughs> and it feels a little bit like a, a sort of like a wall of noise.
1: Yeah, overproduced again.
0: Yeah. Um That's me. and then
1: I, I don't know. Do you ever have this thing
0: like when when someone explains it to you? Or you just see something and it clicks into place. Mm. So like when I knew, when I knew that this was ska punk, mm. it made sense to me, okay. and it hadn't done until I realised that. And and I don't know I don't know why exactly that is. But then when I knew it was like, okay, so there's ska elements to it, which is like very obvious now when it, when I listen to it. And obviously there's a sort of more punky style vocal, and then heavier guitars come in and all the rest of it but when i knew that that's when the song clicked for me and yeah. that made a lot more sense it's similar to um it's not similar to but um, i'm gonna use an analogy um do you ever watch the walking dead yeah so i really disliked that show the first like season or so that i watched of it mm because i went into it thinking that it was one of the best tv shows ever because that's how people talked about it Uh, and then i I said to a friend of mine about it and he was like nah it's it's fine it's not great but it's a good watch yeah and as soon as i went into it with the mentality that it's not a great show it became one of my favorite shows do you know what i mean yeah so like with this is like when it when it worked out what it was and what it was meant to be when you lowered your
1: expectations (laughs) <laughs> kind of
0: but when i when i properly aligned my expectations i was like okay so this is a ska punk song yeah then i was fully on board but, but, but up until that point i was like what are these guys doing there's like there's too much <laughs> happening here do you know what i mean
1: yeah yeah fully and i think it's um it's a funny one because it is he, he, uh, They obviously met, they recorded it when they were teenagers right um so it is, it's a similar thing of like just playing everything far too loud and fast and too much yeah. going on and stuff um, but it has that energy of of youth um, yeah. and I went to see Less Than Jake a couple of years ago at, right. at a pop punk festival and, uh-huh. and they were still playing these tunes and they're all in their 50s and uh, I mean it was fantastic but also yeah made me think like ah oh, is this depressing or just it's just a bit weird mm. singing i mean it must be weirder for them singing songs i've written when they were 16
0: um oh yeah big time yeah f- know, 40 do
1: 40, 40 yeah
0: yeah, yeah. it's like it's like seeing people now with oasis haircuts so you're like mm, you need to yeah you need to let that go man yeah <laughs> that's been and gone um but I no, I think that would be a lot of fun I, I like there's um there's a venue in Edinburgh that I went to with a friend of mine um it's called Stramash mm. and they don't have anything like it in Belfast I don't know if they if they do um uh, where you are but it's like it's a live music venue but so they have a, a stage and like a like a like a dance floor and everything so it's properly set up like a, like a gig would be but they don't have Bands that they book and like advertise, if that makes sense. They have like a ska night and they'll have a band turn up. Yeah. If you know what I mean, so it's just like resident bands that show up for particular genres and stuff. Um, yeah, we saw a ska band there, and I'm not one for dancing, but like, th- there's something very, very captivating about live ska. It's yeah, it's
1: just fun. The
0: energy is just, fun. Yeah, genre. It is just fun. The music, yeah.
1: and it's not got. Uh, arguably, that much depth to it. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah. although, uh, yeah, there's. Do you know? I mean, Jeff Rosenstock is another of the uh, songs I picked for another thing later in the list. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But he started as a, a scar artist, and I think he. Okay. Yeah. Got a lot of. It was just. I think it's. It is quite an unpopular. It's a, a bit like, as you say, with. Genesis is is off mm, the mm-hmm. butt of a joke. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. That sort of as a genre. Yeah. Um, and you know maybe there's something in that, but mm. I think, as you say, just lower your expectations. Yeah. <laughs> don't take it too seriously, and it's just. Yeah, absolutely. For yeah. For music.
0: Yeah, so that band did a lot of like obviously ska covers, and then they also did a lot of other songs that they covered as ska songs. Yeah. And every single cover that they did that wasn't already a ska song sounded exactly the same. Yeah. But, um, but again, when I was on board with that, it was great. Yeah. Like, yeah, okay. Um, "Hot and Cold" by Katy Perry sounds exactly the same as Seven Nation Army." Fine. Yeah.
1: Same tempo. Yeah, ha-
0: yeah, yeah. Same yeah. Sort of yeah. arrangement. Same solos. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but just get up and have a little dance. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> All right, perfect. Um, so, song five then is a the song that makes you sad. So, you've gone for Rainbow Connection by Kermit. Kermit the Frog.
1: Yeah, yeah, very sad song. Yeah. I um, I don't know if you you have the same reaction, but it, uh, makes me makes me well up every time. I don't know why. I don't know if it's um, because of Kermit. Uh-huh. and the the sort of the vision of him in the have you seen the, the muppet movie the original
0: yes it's him in the um it's like a swamp is it the yeah, like like forest there, but there's like in the
1: jungle water right playing the band yeah yeah at the start. Uh-huh. yeah before he's met the rest of the muppets it's just right quite a lonely little... uh-huh. um i just think it's a very melancholy yeah lovely song hmm. no <laughs>
0: Do not, you not, do you not agree. Um, we're not quite on the same level. Um, I like it's, it is, it is a melancholy song. I do find it difficult to to be too emotional. Um, Uh-oh. in response to a, a puppet frog, a puppet frog, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. Um, but <laughs> but it is it is a very emotional song, and uh, like the it's, I don't think I'd really paid much attention to. Uh, much attention to the lyrical content before Mm. and the in the context of the movie where he is like sort of alone waiting for something to happen to him essentially and the song is quite a quite melancholy but quite hopeful yeah Um, that you know what one day you know i'll prove them all wrong you'll see and
1: yeah, it's. Uh... Sorry, I thought you were welling up. Then I thought you. But he finally got you. No. I think it's. Um, I think it's quite an. It's quite an innocent. But partly, mm. partly again because of Kermit, innocent little yeah, yeah. chap character. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the fact that, he's, that he. He. <laughs> whoever yeah. does the voice, Frank Oz. I don't know. he can't really sing he's not a strong singer yeah some of the notes are a bit flat which I think Uh just adds to the um the sort of sweetness of the tune I think
0: yeah yeah
1: it's Paul uh, Paul Williams isn't it who wrote it who is it yeah he's so he's he does he's quite good at doing melancholy Mm. sad songs right um he did the Bugsy Malone soundtrack hmm She's not actually that, now I think about it, that melancholy, but there are some bits to it aren't there that are quite beautiful. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Can't think what else he's done. Oh, have you seen the Phantom of the Paradise film? No. Oh. It's a good, uh, I think it's Brian De Palma film, like okay. his film, um, that sort of uh, pastiche of. Lots of different films like Phantom of the Opera and uh, Grease. Okay. Horror films that sort of that era. Um, Okay. But yeah, Paul Williams did the music to that as well, which is also really good. Really good sound. Okay. All right. Um, I'll check it out. Yeah, and and all the rest of the Muppets soundtracks that he's uh, Mm. done. Big Paul Williams fan. Excellent.
0: All right, perfect. So yeah, like maybe not not fully on board. Um, it, I, I, I get it. Yeah, I get it. You get it. Um, I'm not. I'm not quite there emotionally. Maybe but...
1: what might uh, push you over the edge. Um, yeah. Google Jim Henson's funeral. Um, oh. <laughs> okay. I believe. Oh, maybe it isn't Rainbow Connection. I'm sure someone sings Rainbow Connection. At the, okay. But there is another song. Actually, thinking about it, they do. Um. The song. They do, The Muppets perform a song at his funeral and it like starts with one puppet singing and then others join in uh-huh. until there's like a big sea of Muppets singing this again, another really sad song. Uh okay. it's it's too much, it's it's too much to deal with, really. Okay, it's so overwhelmingly right. sad. Maybe that that's where it comes from, the, the sadness associated with rainbow connection. Because I keep Googling Jim Henson's funeral. Right, yeah. I should stop.
0: You really should. I mean, for a number of reasons. <laughs> you should.
1: Check it out, though. <laughs> okay. You feeling a bit sad?
0: Yeah, all right. Yeah, I'll do it. Um. All right, perfect. Song six, then, is uh, a song to relax to. So you've gone for Kiefer. Kiefer, yeah. Socially awkward. Yes.
1: Um... It's just an instrumental sort of hip-hop-y jazz number. Mm -hmm. Um, It's just very nice. (laughs) I don't know (laughs) what else to say. It's very downbeat. It's one of those ones where you put on while you're doing it. I I hope it's not an offensive thing to say to Kiefer. Uh It's sort of one you put on in the background while you're maybe doing some work or something yeah you know it's it's very popular isn't it focus beats
0: right yeah yeah, yeah.
1: Or like yeah. uh downbeat hip hop instrumental yeah beats. yeah help your brain focus um Absolutely, yeah but it is it's more than that what well, it is it is he's a really good jazz pianist mm. um if I went to see him uh a couple of months ago in Manchester. oh yeah um really good live stuff um i think he's basically a jazz musician but he does a bit of production as well i think he's worked with like anderson pack and Kanye west and quite a lot of stuff Um, okay yeah he has got loads of albums
0: okay perfect um yeah it's tricky i've I've realized i've realized more and more so this is like it's probably episode 40 i think um of this show and uh I've realised more and more that this this category is probably the most difficult one to get conversation out of because it's a song to relax to. People pick a relaxing song and then they go, "That's it." It relaxes. It relaxes me. Yeah, I mean that's fair enough. There's 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 little to add to it, um, but uh, but yeah, it's um it's it's a great one for that category, and yeah. I I think that this is this is something that I'm sort of I'm coming around to as well more recently is like I think there I typically have two main sort of vibes that i go through when i'm like playlisting ones were like really upbeat like gym bangers you know a brisk walk kind of like uh very energetic songs and then i have like the really really chilled ones mm. um and i think i'm more and more coming around to the sort of the in between ones which are a little bit more sort of yeah a little bit more sort of background a little bit more sort of like fit any kind of mood and i was always really happy when this song came on when i was listening to the playlist like it's it's uh mm. it's it's a, it's a beautiful song and it fits like so many different kind of moods and it's quite meditative as well this kind of this kind of music because yeah like if you are focusing on a task it does allow you to do that but if you're like when i was um going for a walk and listened to this song then i was able to sort of my mind sort of drifted to other things but i think that's I think that's quite good for me because a lot of the time I'm sort of a quite often I'm listening to music to, so I'm not alone with my thoughts and it's quite <laughs> nice to have songs that actually make you you know think about stuff for a bit. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I think a lot of his uh, albums are good for that. So he's looks yeah. a sort of repetitive just he's, he gets a beat going and sort of improvises jazz jazz sort of licks around it. Right sure. So it's just Good, to, like I, I listen to it a lot when I'm trying to learn lines for uh, you know, if I need to learn lines or learn lyrics or something, just good yeah. to sort of, as you say, sort of temper the background thoughts so yeah, yeah, focus sure. on what you need to do. Yeah, all right, perfect. Could silence the voices in your head, you know, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um.
0: All right, song seven is a song from your preteen years. So your song is Eyeless by Slipknot.
1: Yes. Yeah. Um, big tune. Yeah. Um, this was, uh, again, sort of that whole album is um, very, you know, one, I think it was the only, possibly the only CD that I've um, worn out through overplaying or well arguably just leaving it out and getting scratched but you know (laughs) yeah i played it a lot yeah when i was however old i was when it came out i think it came out in 99 um so i would have been 13 um and i loved it because and it was it was the sort of time when new metal was everywhere yeah um, right or wrongly um, <laughs> and i was very into it again right or yeah. right, wrongly but uh this album particularly i don't know why um really uh, knocks me for six mm. i think cuz it's got it is a metal album yeah but there's lots of it's, it's sort of very groove based um yeah, sure. There's lots of sort of elements of hip uh, hop and, and groove stuff. Uh huh. But again, it's not arguably not that popular. Uh, sure. <laughs> I don't know what your what your thoughts are on metal, new metal. Yeah, again,
0: like I think a genre that I've maybe missed out on as well. Hmm. Um. Because again, I think, I I think metal in a lot of ways it's 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 a very acquired taste. Sure. And you can compare it to any number of any number of acquired tastes. Mm. But I think um, the one the analogy I, I quite like using is a, like uh, like drinking whiskey. Mm. I Don't know if you drink whiskey. I do. But um, when you first when you first try it, like it, all you can taste is that like the smoke or like like fire in your mouth alcohol that's all you experience yeah and then the more and more you consume it the more you can taste like certain notes you start to appreciate the sort of sweetness of it or like you know the different tastes and different different whiskies. Yes. and I think with with metal for me it was just very much like just a wall of noise again just like and just a man screaming mm. and I'm like okay, well, okay that's quite enough thank you very much just Calm yourself down. You go over there now, um, but yeah, like again, this is sort of the more I listen to Slipknot and Corns, another example of a, a band I've listened to more recently. Um, I th- there's just there's a lot a lot more depth to it than I gave it credit for, mm. um, and that's obviously that's a me problem, not a, like a not a Slipknot problem, like a fine single malt. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Lovely. Um, so yeah, there's there, I'm, I'm coming around to it an awful lot more and even just, like, again, like, I'm not paying attention to lyrics because I'm more concerned about the fact that he's screaming, but there's, mm. again, there's there's a lot of, a lot of depth to it as well. I mean, yes, at one point he just screams motherfucker, but um, Yeah, I yeah, think it's actually. <laughs> but there's more to it. Um, and yeah, I, 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 like, I've really come around to it. I really like it. Yeah. Do you, do you still listen to, to Slipknot? I do, actually, yeah. Like now, well, yeah. I went through a phase
1: of, uh, where I sort of, sort of didn't listen to that much but I, I revisited that that album the first album with this track on um mm. and was like yeah this is actually great and then realized that i'd missed out on i don't know what is it uh, how long has it been 20 years mm. missed out on 20 years of albums right i said not and i said like, oh, shit maybe i should listen to some other stuff yeah uh, so, uh, yeah, I, I listen to them quite a lot now, and I'm very much looking forward to their new album. Excellent. Um, but, yeah, as you say, it's, there's a time and a place I, I, no, <laughs> I, I couldn't listen to them. I, I you know, swap and change maybe a slipknot track, then a keeper track.
0: Yeah. You sure. know,
1: depending on the mood. Yeah. But uh, a lot of the time, the mood is anger, and right. it's great to have that option. There, to
0: take yeah. some Slipknot and uh, just you know, white the volume up. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I've actually like on a on a semi serious note. I was actually talking about this recently um, on the show, but a uh, because I talked about it a lot in the context of like sad songs, right? So mm. having having a song that like allows you to sit in sadness and maybe have a cry. And just like actually feel that emotion because um like it's a it's very ingrained as a as a man to not feel things or not like show emotion, right? Mm. And I had also taken that approach to anger where if I felt angry, I basically just like tried to swallow it because I thought it's not a useful emotion to feel. Yeah. Um, and then it's sort of someone was talking about it on another episode and sort of opened my eyes to to it a little bit more and i think it is another i it, it can be a useful emotion because sometimes that's it's a, an indication that something wrong has happened um but it's also really useful to sit in that for a bit i mean as long as you're not going you know going out and um smacking people in a pub um as a result of that anger but like yeah. having some music listening to it with the, with the volume loud and Feeling angry for a bit is actually a really, really good thing. And again, that's a very sort of recent realization for me, which has been quite useful.
1: Yeah, it's great. It's a great way to. It's even better if you are able to. Because I used to play the drums a lot.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: And that's even better if you can <laughs> record on and actually hit stuff.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's a
1: great reliever of tension.
0: Perfect. And that sort of um, that more, uh, screamy vocal style mm. is something that you've used a little bit in
1: deaths as well. Yeah. Is that a Slipknot influence, or is that? Yeah, definitely that sort funny. of. Um, yeah. I sadly can't do it myself. That's one of my big frustrations. That I I tried and I just sound like a madman, um, sort of slightly strangled. Um, you know like I'm calling for help. Um, <laughs> like I'm in real de- real trouble. Trouble. Um, so I, for the deaf stuff, for the screaming bits, I get a, someone else to do that. A guy oh, okay. in right. Canada, who I've never met. Um, oh, okay. Met <laughs> with the internet, uh, and I just send him the tracks, and he records. He just sh- shouts and screams over the top of it, and I put that in the mix. Um, it is with yeah which is a great contact to have yeah absolutely <laughs> <laughs> it is amazing how how much it lifts um and yeah 100%.
0: To yeah track together, yeah definitely, even if it's sort
1: of quite low in the mix just to have that extra sort of shout
0: yeah yeah absolutely i've um i have i've recorded one song in my mm. life and uh I did the vocals as well, and yeah, the the I'm gonna say producer. He is a producer, but he's also my mate's brother, and that's why he did it. But uh, he um he got me to record my vocal, but like an octave up while I was screaming it, okay. and it's very very bad. Like I'm I'm not equipped to scream an octave above where I normally sing, um. But again, he did the same. Low in the mix, and oh yeah, yeah, it's uh, and so you can really yeah. hear the
1: the note, but you can feel it. You can feel it, yeah. And just it, know, it, yeah, just it's just brilliant Pray that nobody ever gets hold of those session files instead of those vocal.
0: As long as no one ever sees the stems exactly, like yeah, yeah I'm very happy with it. Yeah,
1: for sure. <laughs> some, some real stuff in there. <laughs> terrible, terrible things.
0: Oh it All right, song. It then is a cover song, mm-hmm. uh, so you've gone for "Staying Alive" by Tropical
1: Fuckstorm Storm. Yes, uh, I don't know much Grin. about Tropical Fuckstorm Yeah, uh, to be honest, I've only I, I, that was my introduction to them. This cover version, okay. um, and I've listened to some of their other stuff. I quite like it, but I haven't sort of delved properly into them. Um, sure. But I think they were an Australian group. Um, Okay. But yeah, it's cover of the Bee Gees, and mm. but in a sort of uh, I don't know what you'd call it, like a punky sort of just not even punky, just sort of heavy sort of guitar, yeah, style, yeah, female vocals, and uh, just a bit mad.
0: Yeah, it's almost like a remix. Like it's mm. very true to the original. Yeah, it is in a way, but they they've yeah, they've just. Chopped it up and twisted a little bit, and yeah, the vocals obviously very different, but it works,
1: yeah. I and mean, then there's a it really good uh, mental sort of guitar solo towards the end as well,
0: yeah, which, yeah, it, it was unexpected, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I had this, I had this uh, list on in the car with my wife, mm. and when that solo started, <laughs> she had to turn it off. <laughs> and she turned to me and she said, what instrument was that I, was like, <laughs> I, th- I think guitar but I think that's a fair question
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> a divisive solo yeah <laughs> it's, it's just uh, all over the shop isn't it
0: yeah yeah but again like I, I'm I'm a big fan of that more recently because mm. I think um yeah there's a, there's a lot of bands that I have been into and and I think, like I, I really like uh, Jack White, for example. Yeah. He does a lot of that sort of very unpredictable, very strange kind of music. Yeah. And again, when, when you give it a few listens, you're like, I'm really glad you did it this way because if you'd gone like four chords four on the floor, it would have been very, very dull.
1: Yeah. Um. So yeah. I especially I, I'm, with his solos as well. of those sort of, um, just absolutely not. Yeah. Yeah. Just sort of what it's yeah. like is not. He's just disengaged his brain and just <laughs> let his hands just do what, what they want. For. Yeah, yeah. But I think so, he's got a... must be because he, he, he's so used to playing guitars. and He knows yeah. instinctively. I've got muscle memory of where the notes, the right notes are. Yeah. He, he's able to do that.
0: Just and do it's not a mess. Yeah. It's,
1: it's, uh, it's the right yeah. of, of a mess and
0: Incredible. Yeah. Again, so, so someone else on a on a recent episode was talking about Jack White and they said that um said he he sings, but I, I think it applies to this guitar as well. You know the phrase what would you uh how would you sing if you knew you couldn't feel?
1: How would you sing if you knew you couldn't?
0: If you knew you couldn't feel? Okay. Yeah. And you would you just you just well, as she said, I'll scream like a cat Um, in his case, but like it works for his guitar playing as well because you're like, like his, he just must be, like, as you say, he's just doing this, like, fingers all over the place, hmm. but he can't feel. He knows what he's doing and it just, it works. Exactly. So. Um, what a bastard. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, but I think Tropical is not dissimilar in the sense that it's like, yeah it is it is all over the place but it just sort of it has sort of come together because mm. even the the opening riff it's like there's a few different instruments playing it it's not just one like bass guitar playing the one hook it's a couple of different things going on but they sort of sit together quite nicely to to yeah for it to all sit. Yeah. It's a little bit strange it's almost like a like a sort of optical illusion kind of thing but for music it's like but organized then, chaos yeah yeah, exactly, exactly. Okay, song nine then. So, song nine is a song that you would sing at karaoke. So, you've gone for Nautilus, <laughs> yes, by Anna Meredith.
1: Mm-hmm. Instrumental. Yeah. Um, I don't. I can't. I struggled with this one. Uh huh. Because I not I, I. I don't think I would. Do. Karaoke necessarily. Okay. Um. So if I had to do it, I would probably pick this song just to freak people out. Right. It's it's, well, it's bonkers to start with and it feels like it's um you know, in a karaoke situation, I I feel like people would think, Oh, this is the intro, he's building to something and then it would just build for like three minutes and end. And I'd just be stuck there with a with the mic, looking at the T V screen as if I'm about to start. Yeah, then i just get okay. down at
0: the end right okay that was my main question right. is what, what's the what's the performance element of uh, oh no the song of the yeah, no, so, so, but you do have the mic. I'd probably and... still go
1: to the front yeah the mic um, okay give the nod to the whoever's tripping <laughs> the track and then just um, just wait till it's over <laughs> and it will just be that blue screen with the uh, you know, yeah yeah instrumental underscore yeah or just say yeah. instrumental for three or four minutes I I I, I was trying to think if there was a time where I have done karaoke but I don't really remember I remember my friend Jed when we were when when we were sort of underage drinkers we used to go to a pub in Chesterfield Uh Um, ironically it was next to the police station it was like proper old traditional sort of locals, Bob, and they right. used to go there when we were like 17 or something. Um, but they used to have a karaoke machine and a big book of like laminated pages and pages and pages of all different songs. And the locals right. would get up and sing Frank Snarcher and stuff. And I remember my friend Jed found at the back of the book was a whole page of nursery rhymes. And uh, he got up and sang Pop Goes the Weasel um, on a Friday night. And it's one of my favourite. Favourite memories. All the locals looking absolutely livid. <laughs> they were cheapening they were cheapening their night. Um So that's not that would be an option, pop goes the weasel. Yeah. If they don't have Anna Meredith. Oh, that's so
0: good. they would the only way wear... When you were saying that, I was thinking the only way that story could be better is if it didn't go down well. So I'm very, very happy that it didn't. Oh no, they hated
1: us. Yeah, they hated us. It. Oh dear. Okay, fair enough. Um, the anima- yeah, the animal is, is, um, the track is great. Her her album is fantastic, and she's yeah so weird.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um yeah I was going to say we've we've had a lot of um, a lot of strategic choices for for this category because I think some people are in the same boat as you like you know they're maybe not a big fan of karaoke or maybe not particularly confident in their singing ability so we've had like the odd duet for example see if someone to be there with you we've had uh, a couple of people go with like uh, Mr. Brightside for example so there's like so they don't have to do much of the singing because the crowd's going to be involved um, but yeah, this is the first where I've had someone just
1: flat out refuse to
0: sing. Um,
1: well, yeah, it's not a refusal. It's just uh, you know, the options there. If you have it in the book, <laughs> I'll I'll do this one.
0: Okay, it's not a refu- not a refusal. It just so happens to be a song with 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 no singing,
1: and yes. that's not your fault. Exactly. Exactly. Fair enough. Okay. I mean, argue, arguably, I do the all the. The stuff I do as Red Domino is a lot of that is essentially karaoke. The, mm-hmm. the live stuff I do with that, I put on a backing track. Yeah. And sing badly. So, you know, I have done karaoke. Yeah. Uh, okay. But I get paid for it. Right. Okay. I think that's the, difference that's the, that you that's the crucial difference. Yeah. Have to pay me.
0: Okay. Fair enough i'll bear that in mind for when we do uh the mixtape and identity karaoke show We will take that on the road um all right perfect uh it great song though really great song like i'm i'm very happy that you managed to get this on the list um i because yeah i'm I'm very happy to, to have this song again bonkers but absolutely brilliant i really loved it um all right song 10 is a song that reminds you of a specific place. So you've gone for Let's Go Crazy by Prince.
1: Yes. And we've sort of already talked, because it, it reminds me of the gig that okay. I to see. Right. Uh, the Prince gig, which we've already uh-huh. touched on. Um, because he opened the show with, this, with a sort of weird half-tempo version of this tune, which was incredible
0: the half tempo version of let's go crazy
1: yeah like a really like sort of slow sludgy uh rock sort of version of it and then he sort of segued in the middle he segued it into frankenstein by edgar winter wow okay which is another huge tune um it was great and um, yeah my only regret is that that is the song that I was sober for and the rest of it is just a bit of a blur because we, as I say, we queued for three hours and had some cans from Sainsbury's in the queue. Yeah. Um, Got in there, got a bit overexcited and uh, yeah, I remember sort of half of it. Okay. That half was incredible.
0: (laughs) It happens. It happens. Um, yeah, I mean, I think if I if I ever had the chance to see Prince, this uh, obviously I can't now, but um, <laughs> I think this this would be the one song that I would be very excited to see live. This is like if if I had a chance to see Prince, this would be the big the big one for me. Yeah, um, I absolutely love this song.
1: It's um, a big tune. It's a big
0: tune. Yeah, yeah. I don't, don't know how I'd feel about it. Half tempo. I mean, if it's if it's done well, then great. But I think it's one of those songs that would be like, it's I think I'd be listening to it and going, print. "Are you going to do it properly now?" Cause yeah, I get that's that. Kind of what
1: I want to hear. <laughs> it is sort of. Um, in fact, it's on. I think it's on YouTube. The the actual one from uh, Manchester.
0: Okay, uh,
1: yeah, I'll check it out. Um, so, so he sort of does the same, the exact sort of same guitar solo and the, mm-hmm. the, the sort of bits. It's just. Yes. it's oddly really satisfying okay is it is a sort of slower slower number
0: yeah okay excellent um i'll give it a go but yeah it's a it's a great song and i'm very jealous that's uh, yeah that's like a dream gig isn't it
1: yeah it was it felt like it wasn't gonna happen because we were as i say on twitter sort of stalking him for a couple of weeks yeah just waiting and waiting for him to uh, come up north basically right wow. and then even when you're in the queue you're like you don't know if you you're gonna get to the front and say oh, we're at capacity right okay so we, I think we're quite lucky
0: yeah
1: It's mad like we I was thinking the other day because we queued for three hours yeah this queue for the queen yeah at the weekend 18 hours yeah it's like five times longer than like the, that queue for prince felt like a lifetime
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Three
1: hours. People have been queuing for five times that. Yeah. And probably without access to uh, cheap lager from Sainsbury's. (laughs) Yeah. Absolutely mad. And there's, there's no princess. There's not not even a, not even a gig. At the end of it. Crazy. Just the queen. Just and she's not even alive. (laughs) They're all alive.
0: Yeah. Yeah, but I mean very little entertainment value isn't it? to their own yeah. yep so moving on from Queen Chat
1: yes <clears
0: <clears <throat> right. song 11 is a song that reminds you of a specific person so you've gone for All My Friends by LCD Sound System
1: yes and surprisingly it reminds me of All My Friends um probably a bit of a cliche one. Yeah. I don't know if other people have chosen this one.
0: No. No. (laughs) Uh, You've taken a sort of like almost Taskmaster-like approach to these (laughs) prompts. (laughs) This sort of
1: lateral thinking. I mean, it does does remind (laughs) me. I think it's one of those songs that has probably been at, uh, well, probably been played at every house party, every night out since it was released uh, right with with all this, this sort of same group of friends uh-huh. so it is a one that I associate with even it was co- even if it was called something different I would still associate it with all my friends it just happens to be called all my friends and okay. associate it with all my friends um, possible kids yeah it's possibly you know partly why i do because partly why we we play it all the time because it's it's a reminder of all of us yeah of all our friends yeah the track all my friends Uh uh-huh it's a great tune another long one yeah minutes yeah are you a fan yeah
0: yeah it's um it's been on a list before has it uh yeah it has um I can't remember now what the what the category was but yes I've, I've uh, listened to it and I've actually I actually got quite into LCD sound system off the back of it because um, again an, an artist that I hadn't really been across and there's so many great songs mm. um, but yeah I, I, I think it's I think it's a great song it's one of those again it's 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 one that took me a little bit of time to get into because I think the um, that uh, piano bit yeah. is obviously very repetitive yeah. and that can be very like that. I find a little bit jarring actually initially because okay. it's like it was like Chinese water torture almost. It's like what can can he stop doing that? Can he do something a little bit different for like a second? Um, but yeah, once once you sort of get used to that and you're paying much more attention to everything
1: else that's going on around it, it's another it's one beautiful so- where you get into a sort of hypnotic. Yeah, and get into a sort of hypnotic uh, state because it's repetitive. Yeah. Um. But yeah it just it builds perfectly
0: yeah yeah, yeah definitely and i i think it's um i think it's quite good in the sense that it does i think it's a song that really does lend itself very well to nostalgia yeah there are certain songs like that that just feel like they feel like they're they're um right for a montage
1: yeah
0: and i think this is one of those songs um I've described it like this before it's like a, it's a song that you wouldn't necessarily dance to but you would watch a slow motion montage of other people dancing to this song. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I, I I think it's quite a quite a nice uh, house party song as well. Yeah, hundred percent. good. With um, all your friends, as you said <laughs> many times. <laughs> song twelve is a song that motivates you. So you've gone with "Bad Boy for Life." Yeah. by Diddy, featuring Black
1: Rob and Mark Curry. Yes, or P. Diddy, I think I, I think he was called at the time. P. Diddy. Was Can't remember what I he was going by at that stage. Um, it's a big tune; everyone knows it, surely. Yeah. Um, again, struggle to think of one for this category. Um, but. Then I found a the Spotify playlist of tunes that we sometimes put on before we go on stage um, with like red Domino uh, mm-hmm. comedy stuff that we do. Um, we like to put on sort of forty minutes of really good, like sort of hip hop, yeah, okay, tunes, big pop hip hop tunes basically. And this is the one that we often have before we come out on stage. Perfect. That's simple as that. Yeah. Okay. I think fair enough. Gets you gets you in the mood Mm. for a downbeat (laughs) gig. (laughs) Gets you fired up. Yeah. Ready (laughs) to come down.
0: That's actually very funny. <laughs> the idea, the idea of the like the two of you backstage, just like getting really pumped up, like slapping each other and everything, getting getting ready to go, and then yeah, yeah, out on stage, right. Like,
1: All right. Exactly. Yeah. Or <laughs> well, sometimes it's literally six minutes of silence. Well, plug <laughs> our keyboards in. <laughs> it's the biggest, the biggest anticlimax we can muster, basically. Yeah. Sure. Sure, the gist of that,
0: yeah, that's good. All right, perfect. Um, we'll move on then. So, song 13 is a song that someone introduced you to. So, uh, you've gone for We Beg to Explode by Jeff Rosenstock,
1: yes, great album, <clears throat> great man. Um, uh, yeah, I hadn't heard of him till about three years ago uh-huh. when my friend Rob. Um, different one introduced me to Jeff Rosenstock. Um, okay. I think this album had just come out, and it's sort of a—it's not really a concept album, mm-hmm. but it's—it's it's definitely one of those albums that you—you you want to listen to as an album, like it. Right. Okay. As an album, basically. The last sort of the last five or six songs all run into each other. Yeah, sure. like the one sort of continuous uh, mix. But yeah, sort of he's a, as I was saying, he's the guy I was talking about earlier who sort of started off with Scar. Yeah. yeah. Uh, playing a lot of Scar and sort of punk stuff. Uh-huh. He, he seems to have, um, he's quite popular, but he seems to have stayed at the same sort of level. Uh-huh. He's not that big. Right. Um, I don't know why. I mean he is big, he's, big. He's, he's very famous, but uh in only his very sort of niche sort of specific circles, I think. Yeah, sure. Um had you heard of of him? I hadn't, yeah. no. Do you like this track?
0: I really do. Yeah. really do. It is thoroughly depressing in a way. Exactly. But um yeah. but yeah, it's um Oh it's a it's a it's a great song and again like there's a few of these that i've I've come around to recently this this is one of those songs that um the album makes sense is someone introducing you to the album and saying you should listen to this artist this is one of those songs i think if someone if someone sent me this song and said shane you'll really like this i think i would listen to it and say okay this was this like am I giving off like a cry for help kind of vibe or, you know, why, why have you picked me in this song? Um, but, uh, but yeah, it's, it's, it's great. Like, yeah, it's uh, thoroughly depressing in a way. Uh, it touches on a lot of things that, um, so I'm like, um, I'm in my early thirties. So a lot of the stuff that he's talking about is stuff that, um, I've been experiencing recently. Um, all these magic moments I've forgotten is. Whew, that is a that's a big line, and it really hit home as well. Yeah. But um, okay, it's 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 just a great song. There's an awful lot to like unpack with it, but yeah, it's a brilliant song. You listen to the album? I haven't, no, but I will. Yeah. Um, if that's if that's the recommendation, no, hundred yeah, percent. I'll, I'll go and listen brilliant. to that. Yeah, for sure.
1: Um, right. Yeah, or very sort of, a good mix of really sort of sad, or like slightly depressing angsty lyrics, uh-huh. but really uplifting musically I think. Yeah. That's how I'd describe it. Yeah. Very sort of, like there's a lot of um, big gang vocals where he's just obviously got a load of people in the room to flesh out the the yeah, in the long sort of moment, yeah, but it's definitely. almost just like a load of people just shouting, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, but not in a way that's it's not constant, it's not like there's there's up and downs, do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, sure, yeah, 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 it's really, yeah, uh, I think one of my favorite albums of the last few years,
0: okay, yeah, I'll check it out, um. Yeah, okay, perfect. Song 14, then, is a song that you wouldn't expect to like. You've gone for You've Become a Habit by Leo Nonchalet, Noncentelli? <laughs> Noncentelli?
1: Uh I think Leo it's no, not, knock and, Leo Nonsentelli, I would say. Leo Nonsentelli. Right. Nonsentelli? That's okay. how I'm going to say it. Leo Nonsentelli.
0: Yeah. <laughs> say it quickly and confidently.
1: Who is the guitarist from the meters who are a sort of iconic 70s funk instrumental group. Well, not always instrumental, but uh, an iconic funk group who, do you know the meters? they are sort of, no, I think they've been sampled. They've been sampled the hell of a lot um, recently Uh over the years, Um, but just like a, just a sort of, the gold standard, I would say, of funk. Okay. No, funk. But I was expecting... this. I think this solo album came out like this. I think it recorded it in the 70s, but never released it, it? or something. Or at least it got re-released this year. Um, and I thought it was going to be more funk stuff. Mm-hmm. Not at all. It's almost sort of um, quite downbeat almost like country uh well, yeah. folkie sort of country there's elements of of funk in there, mm-hmm. I think there's a couple of the other other chaps from the meters playing yeah. on, on the tracks, but they're just really nice pleasant um pretty tunes mm. um and it's another another one where the whole album is great but I think this is my favorite song on it,
0: yeah. It, it's, a, it's, a, it's a really beautiful song yeah it really it, is oh is yeah. it
1: slightly depressing
0: yeah, yeah, there's a theme um but no it's it's a it's a gorgeous song, and i again this is something i'm starting to appreciate a lot more recently is i i i got very very bored of very like disenchanted with singer songwriter kind of songs like just mm. A man and a guitar. I just I found, and it's probably a lot of the what you know what was sort of churned out in the mainstream, was actually just very dull. But, um, I just I I, th- I think I really appreciate now that when I when I find someone who's doing that very well. Yeah, and it's actually sort of captivating, with basically just the guitar and his voice. Yeah. because um, th- there's a lot of there's a lot of soul in the way that he plays. Um, there's a lot of a lot of heart, and you can really feel that come through in a way that I don't feel with a lot of more maybe more contemporary, um, guitar-based music, um, and yeah, again, it's 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 quite a simple song, but it is, it's beautiful for that. I think. Yeah,
1: it's great.
0: Yeah, he also does a cover
1: of, uh, Elton John, Your Song, on the app. Okay Which
0: is surprisingly really good as well. Excellent. Okay. I'll check that out. All right. Song fifteen then is a song
1: Final One. Song. Song (laughs) fifteen.
0: It's gonna edit that out, can't now. Uh song fifteen is a song that you think everyone should listen to. So you've gone for Beyonce, Don't Hurt Yourself, the homecoming live version. of,
1: yeah, I, I don't know why it's a hard question. Hmm. Essentially, the question is a version of what you know is the greatest song ever, kind of. Yeah, I would take you know, you have to tell what's the question, you have to tell the world about one,
0: yeah, it's a song you think called. everyone should listen to. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I
1: mean, very hard. Um, so I don't know why I've Pick this one but I think I'm going okay. to listen to it at the time right uh <laughs> strong finish here <laughs> <laughs> but it's um it's really good yeah yeah I mean the the whole again every 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 song I've I've gone on to say i recommend recommended the whole album but yep. it is uh not just an album it's a Netflix um concert film yeah. He's on yeah of a Coachella performance and so all the songs are they're all sort of Beyonce tunes but with a uh, what would you call it like a brass uh, American high school brass band I guess you'd call it
0: yeah they've got like a, a marching band marching band that's it
1: yeah they're all there's they're all completely new arrangements featuring a marching band, basically. Yeah. Um, and this one, because uh, the original was the Led Zeppelin sample, wasn't it? I think Jack White co-wrote it. Yes. And it uses the When the Levee Breaks drum sample, um, which I think oh. is as well in the the you know the sort of one they yeah, 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 yeah. put it in the stairway and there's like loads of like slap uh-huh delight uh-huh. um but they sort of they interpolate is that the right word <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not sure
0: integrate yeah
1: integrate <laughs> uh Kashmir the Led Zeppelin tune into this as well um so you've got like the, the brass band playing that uh-huh um Big sort of uh, instrumental Les thing in the background.
0: Uh, yeah.
1: And I just think it's uh, one of the best sort of live versions of a song.
0: Yeah.
1: I think Beyonce's, Beyonce's voice is fantastic at the best of times, but particularly on this, yeah. really, he's really going for it. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's a tune.
0: Yeah, absolutely. This um this song this, the studio version of this song is in my list. actually. It? It's the song love with straight away. Have you
1: done a podcast with yourself?
0: Not a podcast, no, because I don't think anyone wants to listen to that. But I do have my list that no. I've um I've put together. Um, yeah, it's um if anyone wants to find it, it's the the very 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 bottom of the Mixtape and identity profile on, on Spotify. But uh, which yes, which category is this? it's the song I fell in love with straight away, it's song one is it? Um, yeah because uh, like, I'm a big Jack White fan mm. and Beyonce I had the very 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 common opinion on Beyonce which is ridiculous which is basically I said to myself a lot and to other people and other people who would listen uh, that uh, I really like Beyonce's voice but I don't really like much of her music um, which is really just to say that I didn't really listen to an awful lot of her music yeah. Um I didn't really give it much of a chance, to be honest. Yeah. But I, uh, I saw I got lemonade because I heard good things about it. Um, I saw that there was a Jack White song, like it's like halfway down the album or something. Mm. And I thought, no, I'm gonna listen to the album and I'm gonna listen to the song in context. Mm. And I think I got about twenty seconds into the first song and I went, I have to listen to the song with Jack White on it. So um, so yeah, I skipped ahead and it blew my mind and. I think one of the things I loved about the song that really, really comes through on this is that there's obviously a lot of anger in Beyonce's songwriting yeah. around this album um, with good reason. And I think the, the anger really comes through in this song and, and the performance of this song live and I've seen the Netflix special. It is incredible. And that, like, uh, maybe it's just the live music that I'm saying, but I don't think there are many performers like her that actually put that kind of emotion and performance into into a song. Because I'm, I'm sure there's there's a certain level of anger there, but there's no way she's still as angry now uh, (laughs) compared to when she wrote the song. I would guess, but it still comes through, and God, it is frightening. Um. But yeah, this like yeah, as you said, the whole the whole live performances of this uh uh Coachella um show is incredible. But I absolutely love the song. I absolutely love the song. I think it's brilliant.
1: It's uh, really well directed, uh, the the visuals. Yeah. The uh I love that they they did it's two nights, isn't it? They did Yes. One night where everyone wore pink and then the next night everyone wore yellow. Yeah. And then they like, sort of cut between the yeah. two at uh, key moments. So everyone suddenly changes yeah. colour. Um, yeah. Which is amazing. That's classic. He's a minor detail in the scheme of things, but it's. He's <laughs> great. I love it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's brilliant. That's brilliant. Um, All right, Prefers. So a lovely note to end on. Um, that's it. So do you have anything
1: that you want to plug or promote while I have you, Rob? Uh, plug or promote? Mm. Well, not really. I mean, I've got lots of music on the internet. Yes. If you want to buy it, it's there. Or just uh, have a listen on Spotify. Uh, Rob, Jay, Maiden, Aft and Death's Are three of the three of the big ones. Oh, Brett Domino, obviously. If you want, uh, but nothing specific to promote. Okay.
0: Thank, Thank you for the person. opportunity.
1: <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> okay. I'll get back to you if I do think of anything. <laughs> I can flog it. Do.
0: <laughs> and that is it for episode forty of Mixed Identity. Thank you so much for listening. Please go and listen to Rob's music wherever you can, uh, Rob J Maiden, Apple's Aft, which I've I just found after speaking with Rob, and I absolutely love it, it's incredible, uh, and Depths, which uh, I got into uh, before reaching out to him, all incredible projects, go and listen to them, spend your money on them if you can, um, but yeah, definitely go and listen, it's worth your time if you want to support this show if you're in a position to do that financially you can do that through coffee uh, we have a link set up in the link tree so um, yeah you can chuck a couple quid for an episode that you've enjoyed no monthly obligation uh, but you can just say thank you that would be nice if you're not in a position to do that then you, there's plenty of ways you can support the show uh, leave us a review um, like on instagram share on twitter say nice things tell your friends get more people listening all that good stuff and um, all the support is appreciated i will be back next week for episode 41 so in the meantime look after yourselves and we'll speak to them